Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to our holiday edition of the Triple Threat Podcast. First off, I want to wish happy holidays. Hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas and had a very good holiday season as we approach the new 2021 years upon us. And uh, we want to say happy holidays again. And thank you guys for always joining us here on the Triple Threat Podcast. Everybody who follows and subscribes and listens and shares it, we appreciate that. Uh, my man, Scotty D, is along with me. Uh, as always, you know, to keep the show going and make sure the show sounds good. Scotty D, man, what's happening? You got a 2018? What's up? What's going on? How are you? Scotty oh, D is it? 2018 glasses. Oh, I just, I lost. You're trying to, you're trying to go back a year. Uh, something. Or two. Something. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh. I found these while cleaning the basement out. Actually, my wife cleaned it. I just found these. They're was like, man, I'm gonna rock these joints. Yeah, yeah. I don't get to do the whole show. I was the uh, I was the Christmas. Uh, kids get everything that they ask for. I'm sure. Right? Expensive. Yeah, I, hate I gotta that. get my wife. I gotta get my wife to uh, dial it back a little bit. It, it is expensive. She went ham on them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We got uh, the 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 kids got everything and all they want. My my daughter got a new phone. My son bought a, a $400 bat, Dang. which is normally, oh, it's not, how, how, how old is your daughter? It was normally $500 bat. Just saying I got a good Man, deal on it. That's crazy. She's 13. Okay. She gotcha. just tiptoed. She just tiptoed by. So she's probably standing there listening to me talk about it right now. Uh, that's cool. So you got a $400 bat Yeah. for your son. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's a baseball player. Pretty good at it. I'm sure. Um, and that bat will be around for a few years. I, 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 I assume. I hope. <laughs> we, moved, we, moved, we moved up an inch and uh he um he let me let me tell you a story he borrowed this he borrowed this kid's bat a few weeks ago at practice right and he dropped one about 340 345 over the fence and was like, he was like i need that bat <laughs> i bet i bet he was like that you saw that dude give me that bat so i can be the dude yeah he's he's a freshman he's got high school tryouts coming up in the next couple of weeks so uh i'm nice. i'm I'm a I'm a softy and I gotta give him everything he can have, even if it's just uh something to help him between the ears. Nice, nice. And in the Shockley household, my little guy, he asked his auntie, which is I thought was crazy, he asked her for a snowboard. I have no idea <laughs> why. And then I tell my sister, who is his auntie, I said, Why did you buy him a snowboard? It doesn't snow here in Georgia. It never snows. It snows one time in the last 10 years. But he got a snowboard for no reason. So my wife uh, right now is taking that thing back. Uh, <laughs> got to get something else for that. So I don't know why he got a snowboard, but uh, he was talking about that. My, my little guy also got a guitar. He said he wanted to ready to learn some music. So oh, we got him a, cool. a nice little guitar. My daughter has all the clothes she ever wanted. But I don't know if you're in this phase, but my kids love slime. 
My daughter loves oh, yeah. slime. She has like nine jars of slime. One that smells like strawberry, banana. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff. Oh, uh, we've been through that phase, man. Um, Actually, we've been through it like twice. Let me let me t- let me give you a heads up, okay? Don't let that stuff get on the carpet. Oh nah, they know that. They know it, that. We'll it, it, that. It it it. She has a couple spots in her room upstairs that is like rock hard because she the got slime. slime got on the carpet and she. Oh. Yeah, so we put a, we pulled the bed over that. And so she uh, but don't let it get on the carpet. It will ruin some carpet. Oh man, I'm sure everybody listening understands the uh, struggle there is when it comes to kids and Christmas. So other than that, man, everybody did good. I got my wife some uh, some new uh, AirPod Pros because nice. So here's what happened. My daughter, who at one point in time, my wife asked her to hold them or something. She dropped one of them and never found it. So my wife just had one. Mm-hmm. So she'd been walking around for the longest with one. She always wears them. So I hooked her up with some new AirPod Pros. So she was excited about that. She wants a new phone. Uh, I did not get the new phone, but uh, I'm sure within the next couple of weeks, I will be getting a new phone for her because she doesn't like her phone, doesn't hold have up. storage, all that stuff. So, How long has she had her phone? I don't know. Couple years, maybe. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So after two years, you got to get her new phone, man. Oh, so you on that side? Yeah. So you just go. You go. You go talk about that side and say yeah. Every couple of years, dude. They're, get des- one in, they're get designed. One in, they're designed these, to stop working after two years. So we're gonna go get one of these thousand dollar phones. I got you. Cool. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, saying. All right, man. Uh, we hope everybody had uh, successful and good holidays and had some troubles similar to what we had with trying to get kids different gifts and everything so uh, it's definitely something uh but thankful thankful no doubt 2021 is upon us we got a bunch of big time games going on in college football uh obviously this week as we are recording the triple threat podcast we also have the big college football semifinals will be happening on friday alabama versus notre dame clemson versus ohio state the newest news from clemson is their offensive coordinator is in protocol. Tony Elliott will not be in New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl game. Just came out. He will be, what they say, in protocol. He didn't say if he had tested positive or what it may be, but he is tested and he's going to be in protocol for it. Do you think that makes a big difference for Clemson not having their play caller and offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, in this ball game versus Iowa State? I I do. Um, I would again and I, and this happens a lot when you ask me a question and I kind of want to throw it back to you because you know much more than I do about it you you know the dynamics and you probably more familiar with who's he got under him that's going to be picking up that picking up that rock and 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 calling in those signals you know so but I think yeah anytime you have a, a major I think it's honestly unless the head coach is calling plays I think a, I think a coordinator is probably more pro, losing a coordinator is more problematic than losing a head coach I would think I mean because you can collectively, you've been through enough games. You know, you know, you know what's supposed to happen on the sideline. But when yeah. it comes to play calling and in-game adjustments, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's a problem. Yeah, it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. I mean, I know Clemson uh, is preparing for this. Uh, I talked to a couple of my boys who are Clemson guys, and a couple of guys they say they they think Dabble will take over the play calling duties. It's a big time ball game like this. So if anything falls to the wayside, the only person he can blame is himself. So I think mm. Dabble will take this opportunity to get back into the play calling duties. And, uh, but Hey, you got a veteran quarterback, you yeah. got veteran running back, you got an offensive line that's played a lot of football for you. 
I think the offense will be just fine. But like you mentioned, I think the most important thing is those in-game adjustments that you make, that offensive coordinator can see when he's sitting up in that booth. Mm-hmm. Your head coach obviously is going to be Dabo, so he's going to be on the field. He's got right. other responsibilities. So that's going to be different for Clemson. I'm sure they're going to delegate a few things up front for their offense and, and make sure things are rolling in the right way. Um, Clemson, Ohio State, though, man, where, where, where are you leaning, bro? Where are you leaning? Uh, it's it's so hard. I've seen so little of Ohio State. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to zing the, one you're, more. You're on the Dabo bandwagon. They I'm going to zing one more six in. games, yeah. No, I, I, I just – until, you know, Clemson's got a, a pretty good defense as well. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Justin Fields – you know, the only time he's faced a tough defense this year, he threw three interceptions and uh, didn't look as good as he did in all the other games. Yeah. And uh, so I'm interested to see how he does against them. I'm pulling for him. And I tell you, I'm pulling for him because of my uh, thoughts about the next level. So we can get to that later, but uh, I'm, I'm – I'm I'm curious, you know, how he's going to respond. Um, but they've had they hadn't played one game in the last month, I think maybe. And it's interesting you say about the next level because mm-hmm. Todd McShay had a his you know kind of mock draft come out and he said he dropped Justin Fields all the way back to like number nine because of his struggles that he's had. Now, what better opportunity for a guy like Justin Fields to show? <clears throat> what he's about than a game like this versus Clemson versus yeah. the number one, arguably number one player who will be taken in that mm-hmm. same draft. Yep. And last year you had a chance to beat Clemson. Yep. And you had that late interception with the miscommunication with your receiver. But this is the best stage and the best opportunity I feel for Justin Fields to put on showcase mm-hmm. what he is and what he can do going towards the next level. Cause he right. goes out and plays, you know, hand for hand with, Trevor Lawrence and gives them an opportunity to win the ball game. That's going to change a lot of minds for the scouts, for teams right. coming out here in the next few uh, couple of weeks. You know, so mm-hmm. big game for him, man. Uh, other ball game, Alabama takes on Notre Dame. Nobody's giving Notre Dame any uh, ounce of chance in this. I think they're like nineteen point underdogs in a ball mm-hmm. game where this is a semifinal game. You think it's supposed to be the top four teams? First off. Do you think it'd be that much of a blowout or you think Notre Dame can hang on and make it a close game? Well, one thing that we never, because just so everybody knows, we had some technical issues last year, last week, so we couldn't put out a show. So we actually haven't spoken since the the playoff was announced. So this is my thoughts. I feel like, you know, everybody that was arguing about Notre Dame, Texas A&M, I don't know. I don't think there's a clear fourth best team in the country. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that there's a, I think there's a top three and I don't, I don't think there's a clear fourth. In fact, if it were up to me because there's not a clear top four, I might've tried to sneak in Cincinnati in there, but just saying, mm. but, but, but anyway, no, I don't, I don't think they have a chance. I think I, I, I said 17 point game last time we talked when they played Clemson, I said the Ooh. ACC championship is going to be a 17 point game. I was wrong. It was 24. So no, I think I think Alabama has the ability to beat them worse, um, and I, I I just think it's Notre Dame getting Notre Dame credit like they always do. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting though because if right now in the ACC, the Notre Dame leads the league in time of possession, mm-hmm. and we know the number one thing for teams playing against teams like this is controlling the clock, controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling the ball, 
if you can control the time possession and limit, limit the mm-hmm. amount of series that the Alabama offense can have and make every single series count for them, you put a lot of pressure on them. So if they can continue that, I think that's a good, 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 I should say recipe for them. Right. And this is what I said about the Florida Alabama game. I feel the same way about this is that Notre Dame has to play a near flawless game. They can't be turning the ball over because they're not going to stop Alabama from scoring. I don't think. So they have to, they have to play a near flawless game on offense. And then on defense, they have to force something, whether it be stops or turnovers, they've got to limit. I, I I don't think time of possession is going to be, I mean, obviously time of possession always shortens the game, but they're still going to have the ball just as many times as you basically. So I don't think, I don't think, I think I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, I think that they got to play their best and they've got to make Alabama, you know, not be their best or not look their best. All right, man. Other big ball games going on. Uh, Obviously Georgia will play, take on Cincinnati as well on Friday in the noon game in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. You just mentioned Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of conversations this week about that particular ball game. And I've told people Georgia has to be on alert because this is a pretty good Cincinnati team. They come in here with a really top ranked defense. They have a quarterback that can do it in his run game and in the pass game. Mm-hmm. And Georgia has a couple opt outs. Are they still worried about not playing in the SC championship game? Are they mad? They're not in the college football playoffs. Like all these different factors. James Cook is probably going <laughs> to be out of this ball game. Uh, sad news to hear about his, his dad passing away. So he won't be uh, a part of uh, the Georgia team in that ball game. Georgia Cincinnati can be very interesting. Um, and, and I think if Georgia takes them lightly, Cincinnati is on the other end saying, look, we probably deserve to be in the top four, at least in the conversation because yeah. of our record, the way we played. And you go out here and be the power five team like Georgia on a national stage, it speaks volumes for everybody who are in those group of five teams who are right on the edge come next year. Yeah. Seeing Alabama lose to Utah back a while back. Yeah. Saw Auburn lose to US- UCF a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Seeing Florida lose to Louisville. Seeing Oklahoma, even further back, Oklahoma lose to Boise State. That That's what I, I believe in all those four cases. None of those teams were better than the team they beat. Right. It's, right. Just, it's just virtually impossible with the talent level difference. However – any given Saturday, right? Any given yeah. game that they, they can do it. So yeah, I think, and I don't, I haven't gotten any impression that George is looking ahead in, you know, what, what, what have you found out when you've been talking about it? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think Kirby's done a good job of making sure these guys are focused and, and ready to go. Cause I think it goes back to a couple of years ago when everybody had that same conversation about Georgia and they got whoop versus Texas in that sugar bowl. Mm. And the next year when they played Baylor, it was a different story. So I right. think, Kirby and that staff have learned from those different experiences of, hey, we got to come ready to play because they're not going to be worried about you having some sour feelings because you didn't play in the playoffs or whatever it may be. So uh, another fun game to look at and watch uh, coming up. Oregon both Iowa State, Texas A&M versus North Carolina. I really like that game. Texas A&M, North Carolina. Texas A&M right there sitting at number five spot. North Carolina had some big wins this year. Uh, Sam Howard, their quarterback, they lit it up. Yeah. Uh, this season. So it's going to be a lot of interesting games come this weekend. Uh, what's the game you're most excited to watch? Because we, we we talked about a bunch of different games already, but what's the one game that you're like, I'm locked in on that? Yeah, every one that you've mentioned is, is a, is a, it's got, I've got to see, you know, every one of them's got uh, the top 10, 12 teams in the country playing against each other, basically. 
And the only other one you didn't mention, unfortunately, is going to happen tonight that we're not going to be able to talk about, really, is the Florida-Oklahoma game. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you. I like be- that game, too. Before yeah. all of their receivers started opting out, <laughs> I thought that was going to be a tremendous game. Yeah, because Florida's missing, what, Grimes, Tony, and uh, uh, the tight end, right? Pitts, Pup right? Pitts. And, yeah. and their fourth receiver, um, Jacob Copeland, has COVID. Oh, wow. So – they're going to start a freshman, uh, Xavier Henderson, I assume, Xavier Henderson, who is C.J. Henderson's little brother, the corner that got drafted in the first round last year. And uh, I don't even know who else is going to start. they got a couple good tight ends, uh, three of them actually, that can fill in, but they're not pits. So we'll see, man. We'll see if, if – And here's if, one thing. If, if I'm sure most of the Heisman voters have probably already voted yeah. and gave who they're going to win, but – if they have it and they're waiting for these last couple ball games to see, okay, which guy I like the most, this may hurt Kyle Trask, not yeah. having his guys in there. I know he's in the top four of the finalists, but if he goes out and looks pedestrian because he has his guys, that's the last impression some of these Heisman voters have. So right. uh, that's a that's a big, big-time uh, situation for Kyle Trask trying to win uh, the Heisman Trophy with 43 touchdowns, which is bananas. Yeah, uh, Most in – uh, all of college football, of course. So it's going to be, uh, I think, one of those type of games where some guys will have to step up. I mean, that's crazy to have that many guys uh, lost off your off your ball club. Uh, man, a lot, lot, lot of big-time games happening. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a couple other big things. I'm looking forward to watching uh, Auburn. Auburn takes on Northwestern. But yeah. uh, last week, Auburn hired a new coach. Uh, new coach, he came from Boise State, Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. Uh, 44 years old, was 69 and 19. He had three Mountain West titles in seven years. He was taken over for Gus Malzahn, who was there for eight years. Um, Louisiana head coach Billy Napier and obviously uh, Brent Venables were two guys who were up for that job. Both turned it down. So Harson becomes the next guy in line. Terry Bowden named the Louisiana Monroe mm-hmm. head coach. Bowden now 64 years old. Oh, man, I can't believe he's coach. only 64. <laughs> I know, man. He's replacing Matt Viator, who was fired on December 7th uh, after an 0-10 start to the season. He was 19-39 and 39, uh, at Louisiana Monroe. So Terry bound back into the coaching circle. And I think probably the other one that uh, probably stuck out was Kevin Sumlin being, being fired down in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they hired Jed Fish, who was uh, who now be the head coach, who was the quarterback's coach. Uh, there uh, at um, he was a new head coach there, but he was the head the, uh, for the New England Patriots. So right, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of guys getting new head coaching starts. A lot of guys getting their first time in it, and uh, Fish coming over as a New England quarterbacks coach. I'm sure he's probably glad to get out of there as New England has struggled mightily to say the least uh, in that particular position. Hey, what? But while we on that, what do you think happens with Cam, bro? What do you think happened? I mean, he's had a struggle of a season. Stidham came in in their last ball game for him. Thought this would be the season where he would kind of get back on his horse and, you know, be ready to go, get another big contract and possibly lead his career, you know, use his career to, to go down the stretch a little bit. What do you think happens with Cam now, man? Such an interesting dynamic with with Brady going to the Bucks and 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 Cam going to New England and you know, all the different discussions about, you know, who needed more who in New England, yeah. um, Brady or, or Belichick. And um, so it's been interesting to watch. I'm, I, I don't 
I have several reasons not to be a Cam fan, but <laughs> I, I, you know, and and he and he ain't losing any sleep over any of them. So right, I'm, I'm right. not worried about that. But no doubt, um, I think you know he's he's he ain't gonna be there next year. He just signed a one year one year deal. Am I wrong? Yeah. No. Right. So he, he ain't going to be there next year. I don't know, man. I, I would, I would find it hard to believe if he would go play backup somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard to see him as a guy that stands on the sideline. Now, if, you know, this is 10th year in, in, in the NFL and not, you know, this season working out the way he was. I don't know if you saw any of his like workout videos as he was getting ready for the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was talking about how he was being overlooked and all this kind of stuff. And to come in and have a season. I mean, at one point in that ball game, he was, four of 10, five of 10 for 34 yards. I mean, that's just not what you want in a starting quarterback, especially not what you expected from a guy like Cam Newton coming yeah. into this season. So, man, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens to him down the stretch. Um, as we're talking about some NFL stuff, obviously we're in the last weekend of the National Football League as we head into the playoffs. A couple different spots still up to grabs mm-hmm. uh, for the wild card. Uh, we saw last week, though, Falcons and the Chiefs, man, turned out to be a better game than a lot of people expected. The Falcons took them down to the wire, held the Chiefs to the lowest point total of the season. Uh, The Falcons' defense held them under 20 points, um, had a chance to win it late, um, just wasn't able to come up with it. The Chiefs, you know, just found a way to win. They look like they're going to sit some starters here going into the last week of the season. Um, Jets went two in a row. I thought we talking about that for a second. The Jets and the Jags. Jags get the number one overall seed. Everybody thinks, and I think it's pretty foregone conclusion, Trevor Lawrence will be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Are Jets fans really mad, bro? Are they mad for real that they don't get the Trevor Lawrence? I would think so. How do you start out 0-13 and, and then win two games to lose that spot? That's That's just... That's unbelievable to me. I'm Trevor Lawrence. I'm hyped because first off, I'm well, going to a place where it's hot, and then I ain't got to pay no. The, the taxes are better in, tax. in Florida than yeah. than it is in New York. Oh, so much uh, better. <laughs> so if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, way to go, Jets. But now, who becomes that guy? Do do the Jets keep Sam Darnold? Do they go get a Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? I mean, uh, there are a lot of things that they could do with that number two spot. But mm-hmm. I think it all depends on how they feel about Sam Darnold. Right. The other part is Adam Gase. He probably will be gone. Who will be the new head coach? There are a lot yeah. of different – there are four, three teams now that already need new head coaches. So that's going to be interesting as the season uh, ramps up. Uh, do you think they keep Darnold? I mean, would you keep Sam Darnold if you were the Jets? I, Based on everything I've ever read and heard, the, the, the team feels good about Sam Darnold. I've, now – I know you don't, most people aren't going to throw their quarterback under the bus, but I feel like they feel good about him. And anything I've, anytime I've heard experts, if you want to call them that on TV, right on, on the ESPN talking about him, they, 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 I think most people I hear believe in his, his ability. I'm not a quarterback expert, so I can't make that decision. But if, if you were in a spot, cause Sam Darnold's going to get paid pretty soon, right? Yeah. It's his yeah. thir- third year. Yep. So he, he's going to be coming off rookie contract soon, correct? So yep. if I'm in the position and I really liked uh, – what's his name? Trey Nance? Trey yeah, Lance. Trey, Trey Lance, Lance from North Dakota State, yeah. Um, Justin Fields, uh, Zach uh, Wilson. If I like one of those guys a lot and, 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 you, and you don't see 
you know, you can you can have a, a rookie that you really like. Now, I don't, I don't want to be shooting craps at somebody right now, but if, if I don't want to be taking chances, but if you like somebody a lot that's a, that's a, going to be a rookie, that's you got to think about three more years of uh, lower income as well, you know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it's a it's a lot of interesting quarterback situations going on around the league. Uh, Pittsburgh takes on Cleveland, and I already heard with Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger won't play. They probably sit a bunch of other guys for Pittsburgh, and the Cleveland wins. They're in the playoffs. I mean, how how crazy is that? Pittsburgh ten win season. Just a few years back, this team was zero sixteen. Now they got a ten win season. They got a chance to go into the playoffs. Um, it's just remarkable. I mean, what Cleveland has done in Baker, no OBJ. So uh, Cleveland getting the chance to to kind of end the season the right way. Uh, the other big situation that happened this past week was with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins had the issue going back. Let's go back a week. He gets you know caught on film, caught on tape, you know, with uh, some strippers and all this kind of stuff, and then he gets fined by the team. They mm-hmm. They strip him of his captain duties, and then he goes out and plays horribly in the ball game. And the next day, they cut him and release him, and now he's on waivers, now with a ball club. And this is a guy who was a first-round pick, top 15 pick just last year. This Dwayne Haskins situation, I think, is really terrible. I feel bad for that organization because of the situation at hand. Um, He's a guy that – has to learn from the mistakes. I know it's something that, you know, he's going to look back on this and say, hey, I could have did X, Y, and Z better. And I I, I hope he, he learns from it and gets in there another opportunity. And uh, I think he will. I think there's some pseudo forms. I think it's going to take time for him to go sit maybe one or two years and understand what it's like to be a quarterback in the National Football League, the things that you have to do uh, daily, the things mm-hmm. you have to do to prepare yourself. Um, and I think a guy like Jameis Winston has learned that this year from sitting behind Drew Brees. Hope so. Learn yeah. how to be a pro. And only time will tell when he gets his opportunity again. Uh, but there's no denying both those guys have the talent. Now it's just about putting that talent onto the field and showing it. So uh, I hope he learns from it, man. Uh, I would love to hear your your take on that whole situation. Uh, and do you think he gets another opportunity? Um. Yeah, I think he's got the talent to get another opportunity. He hasn't done anything that's 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 he there's one you know, I guess I don't know what he's doing at practice. I don't know what he's uh doing off the field, but I've only know about one thing. I know one picture in a strip club. That's the only thing I know about. And that's what everybody and he sees. ain't he, he ain't the only one. Oh no, no doubt. Oh, he ain't no. the only one with rolls of hundreds in his pocket going nah. to us going there. Okay, no. so I'm not the 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 problem is he's he's he doesn't have very good awareness in my opinion, not good decision making because a the climate to be out in that situation not wearing a mask, and um, and then b the struggles he's had for the couple years he can't stay on the field he's not no. playing good enough to stay on the field he does you know he so it's just bad it's a lot of bad optics right yeah. Yeah. um. What'd you think about what Booger said, man? You know, I saw what Booger said and I can understand where he's coming from, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that every African-American quarterback thinks that way. Um, I remember coming into the league. I had no thoughts of that. I only had thoughts of what he talked about, which was coming here. How do I be a better player? 
How mm-hmm. do I be a better teammate? How do I get myself ready to play? Those are some of the things that I thought about. So I think it's a uh, set of guys or there's a couple of guys. Now, I don't know if he knows Dwayne Haskett personally. Yeah. I don't know if he knows people around him that says this is what he was about. If right. he was about trying to get a brand or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows some of that stuff personally. And I think that's what a lot of people are failing to realize. If, if he does have a personal relationship with him and can speak on that, then that's a whole nother story. But I also yeah. didn't want it to be uh, categorized as every single guy that plays that position or plays that role uh, is looked upon in that light. Um, each guy well, is different. Every yeah. guy doesn't come to the league with the same mindset. But then there's also, I love the fact to look at guys like Russell Wilson. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. You got guys mm-hmm. who have come in and they have done the right things. Dax. So that's not exactly where I think he wanted it to go. Yeah, And I think there's clear examples of guys who've done it the right way. And then you can think about it, there's guys like Johnny Mazzell who came in who didn't do it the right way. Right. And you can see where they are now. So I think there's a lot of different examples that can show you ways to do it right, ways to do ways of things where you, you don't do it the right way. Right. And when you don't do it the right way, you're in a situation where you're not in the National Football League, which is a place where you work so hard to get mm-hmm. to. Well, I feel like I feel like that when this discussion happens, a lot of people still act like there's like only two black quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And that's just not the case. Okay. Right. There's also Dak and Deshaun that you didn't mention. No doubt. Um, no doubt. Cam. Well, no I don't doubt. like Cam on the field. Cam was, was, was a great person in the community. Yeah. That's all. Whenever I would, whenever I would get on them, that's all some, you know, I have Carolina fan, uh, Carolina fan friends that, that they would talk about how great of a person he was and what he was it's doing. Scotty D. I'll say He's this. He's never in trouble. The guys you named there, you talk about when I named Russell, you named uh-huh. Dak, you named Cam, mm-hmm. uh, all these guys built their brand after what happened on the field. After the success they had on the field, then the brand stuff came with it. So yeah. for guys to think they did it before time is just, I think it's different. I think you got to go out and you got to play the game first and then create your brand that way. Cause all those guys have taken off since they had the success, which yeah. I think is the way to do it. Yeah, all those guys I named, in comparison to what we've seen on the field, are much better quarterbacks than Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, yeah. Now, but I also like the point that you brought up about Johnny Manziel, and there's been a ton of others that have been immature white guys that couldn't that couldn't handle being quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I also think that this happens at every position, but – there's no no bigger spotlight than there is on quarterbacks. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what you're that's what you're seeing. Yeah. There's 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 always times of people getting in trouble. The receivers are pretty high magnified too, but they're doing it too. But you know, I just I I didn't agree with everything Booger said, but I certainly think there was some nuggets in there that were that were no that were no something to think about. You've got and it, and, think- and using his words, you've got to treat it as a business. This is a yeah. this is a job, and um. You know, it yeah. is a job, and guess what? If you're not doing it, they're gonna find somebody else to come in here and do yeah. it. They're paying you, like he mentioned, they're paying you a lot of money to play a kid's game. And if you're not doing things the right way, guess what? They're gonna find somebody else. And the, the last part about this that I want to mention is Haskins had an opportunity in that ball game to get his team into the playoffs. They win that ball game, they get into the playoffs. And if they win, he is a huge part of that. That helps in yeah. building something for him going forward in the future as a big, as a first round pick, as a guy that they depended on. Mm-hmm. So 
I was sad and that like that he didn't get that opportunity. Well, he got the opportunity, but he didn't seize the opportunity, I should say. So uh, this week, Alex Smith is a guy who uh, they hoping to get back. Uh, Washington mm-hmm. win and they in, losing you out. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, Dallas wins. They win the division. As crazy as that sounds, Dallas the last couple of weeks with Andy Dalton has played well. They went and beat the uh, Philly last week with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts kind of took a step backwards last week. Uh, but we know that's a whole nother can of worms and quarterback with him and Carson Wentz. So that MC East is a tricky, tricky situation, but it's probably as simple as it gets winning you're in and losing you're out. So yeah. uh, I think those are going to be fun games to watch. It's going to be interesting to see uh, as we move forward. Um, holidays are coming upon us, brother. Um, obviously, basketball season is cranked up. Yeah. Uh, Hawks are still undefeated. How crazy <laughs> is that? I think it's only them and Orlando Magic are the only yeah. teams in the NBA that are undefeated. Mm. Uh, I saw some other day where Trey Young is, you know, leading the league in a couple different categories. He's, you know, he scored a crazy amount of points in, you know, the first three ball games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Hawks, man, they 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 already trying to say um, we deserve a little respect yeah. as this season starts. And I, I saw Trey Young was already mad mm-hmm. when the season started when they didn't get a game on Christmas. So, uh, he's got a little, he got a little something on his shoulder, that Scotty D. Yeah, he he needs to understand that that you know you gotta you gotta accomplish something. You can't go twenty and forty seven or whatever they were last year and expect to get a Christmas game. I don't care how how good your superstar is, um, uh, but man, it's been pretty exciting to watch. Now, one caveat is they haven't played the strongest competition. They played yeah. the the Bulls who are really bad. They played the Pistons who are not good. And I think the 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 Grizzlies are probably middle of the pack in the West. And they just lost uh Ja. So um they, they haven't played they haven't played the best competition, but you know what I've been impressed because I don't watch a lot of NBA, but I watch I watch a lot of Hawks. Yeah. And there was a lot of times where they lost games late uh last year. And that translates to me, for the most part, being young, not knowing how to win, the, you know, not knowing how to win. And uh, that's not – they've done that. I watched, uh, you know, the, the Memphis game, for instance. They would, they would get up by five, six, and then they let them right back up to, to get even with them. They get up by five or six. So it was back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden I looked up and they were, they were up by 12. And yeah. they held on and they won. And um, so they're, they're winning games – instead of you know they're, they're they're keeping their their foot on the throttle and winning games they they look impressive who who i think is probably their second best player now is uh has not even gotten on gotten on a roll yet who is uh bogdan bogdanovich bogey oh, nice, job. nice job with that thank you sir nice job uh, with that. yeah bogey they call him uh so he's not even gotten rolling yet um and they still they've had several uh injuries so I, I, it's been fun to watch i tell you what you know who they play tonight? Unfortunately, just like the Florida Oklahoma game, we, we can talk about it. But when this comes out, it's going to be over. They got the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Brooklyn in the house, KD. Yeah, Tyree. The, they won their first couple games by like thirty points, and then they lost to they lost to Memphis. I think yeah, they lost to Memphis and they lost to Charlotte. Yeah. So I don't know what I thought. Maybe Brooklyn was going to be the beast of the East, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see tonight. All right, man. That'd be good, man. Before we get out of here on the Triple Threat Podcast, I want to do something different that we uh, haven't normally done, but we're going into a new year. Um, I wanted to uh, – I'm Scott, I'm going to give you a chance to do it as well, but I just want to say uh, I'm truly thankful for 2020 because it taught me so much. Uh, I know we had a lot of things that 
uh, went wrong. I know we had a lot of things, a lot of people who were hurt, lost a lot of different, lost a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm thankful uh, for you, Scotty D. I'm thankful for uh, you hitting me up and saying, hey, man, uh, step out of your box a little bit and let's try this uh, podcast stuff. Uh, if people don't know, Scotty D is uh, the producer, the director of this entire thing. He edits everything, makes sure everything looks good, sounds good. Uh, so I appreciate you, and I'm thankful uh, to have you as a friend, brother. Uh, I'm thankful for my family, thankful for uh, having the opportunity to be able to do what I do on a daily basis. So uh, it's a it's a true honor to be able to have this opportunity and to to share it with you, brother. It's always cool. Um, and uh, I want to leave the people with something before I let you go, bro. Uh, it's something that has helped me, uh, and I hope you guys get something out of it. Uh, perspective affects performance. How one views what they do will always affect how one will do what they do. So perspective affects performance, and that's kind of how I went into 2020 is how you view things. Uh, I know things may look bad at times, but, hey, it doesn't. It shouldn't affect your performance because you got to give it everything you got regardless because there are a lot of people who did not wake up this morning, and you got to be thankful for that, and I'm thankful for you, Scotty. So I allow you to go, bro, if you want to, but it was something that was on my chest and on my heart. I wanted to maybe get it out to you, and I hope everybody uh, takes it well and um, appreciates it. Man, DJ, I appreciate that very much. Um, I want to thank thank my family for their support, even though, you know, they were stomping around the house a second ago and <laughs> closing open doors right next to me. But uh, I appreciate their support in 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 this endeavor um, because you know this isn't this isn't a um, a normal thing we're doing. This isn't a normal pay job pay you know payday that we're getting right now. So um, right. I appreciate my wife and my my children's support, and um, I. I appreciate you for saying yes, man. I, uh, I had this, for those that don't know, DJ and I worked together about six, seven, eight years ago. We worked together a couple of years doing uh, high school football for, um, WSB. And, um, so I reached out to him after not really talking to him for five years and just hoping he would either remember who I am or, uh, or, you know, think it was a great idea or both. And, um, you know, I, I threw it out there after carrying this idea in my pocket for a little while. And uh, I, I've had a blast when we couldn't do it last week. I told you already, I was I was legitimately disappointed last week yeah. when we had we couldn't get the, the Zoom working for us. Yeah. And um, I, I really enjoy this. I'm having a blast. Um, I'm proud of what we're doing. And um, I can't tell everybody enough out there. Everybody I ever talked to knows that DJ's a, a, a stand-up dude. Everybody, I, even if they've never met him, they just you can just tell. It comes through the screen. It comes through the radio, wherever, whatever DJ's doing. He's, a, he's an awesome guy. And um, I, I can't tell everybody enough how, how great of a guy and a family man and a husband he is and how, how serious he takes his work, how much he prepares. That week one, I was, it started, and I was just so impressed about the, the effort and the research you put into stuff. And I, and, uh, I really admire you. Um, and, uh, I, th- I thank you, man. Thanks a lot. This has been fun and I'm looking forward to 2021. No doubt, man. I appreciate you saying that man. Always, uh, been a stand up guy. Like I mentioned since those days, and that's kind of one of the things that I've kind of carried throughout my life is, Hey man, I like to be around good people. And at the end of the day, you're not a good person. Uh, it's, it's something that I, I don't really, you know, fool with. Uh, I had a buddy just a couple of days ago, my man, John Todd, he's a, one of my neighbors. Uh, he goes, yeah, man, I've been listening to, what do you guys know, like episode 10 or 11? I said, whoa, no, you got to catch up. And he goes, he pulls it up on his phone right there. He's like, whoa, 
Y'all done did 20 some episodes. I was like, yeah, man, it's been, been fun. We've been rocking and rolling and we've had some great guests for sure. We always appreciate our guests. We'll get back up to the guest train next week. But um, cut this short, man. I appreciate everybody joining the Triple Threat Podcast this week. Uh, looking forward to 2021. As I uh, hope you guys enjoy your families. Enjoy all the football games this weekend. Enjoy anything that you're into. Enjoy family most of all. Uh, we wish you guys nothing but happy holidays. And we'll see you in 2021. Triple Threat Podcast. My man Scotty D and DJ Shockley. 2020. Holla. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.